And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. Welcome to the Brannigan Stole the Joe podcast. The Newtown Blues are allowed senior champions and they left it very, very late. We'll have reactions from the man himself, Conor Brannigan, the management team, Donald Nugent, and a breakdown in the match report and the whole nitty gritty of an epic, epic senior final day in Loud. Thanks very much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the show. Before I get into the nitty gritty talking points of the senior final, which was an it was an absolutely brilliant uh, senior final, quality and standard of football on display was excellent, and the dramatics at the end was just it was just unbelievable. It was like this, it, a lot of people are in disbelief. But we get to that in a minute. I'm going to give a match report. Then we're going to go into reaction from Conor Brannigan, then Donald Nugent, and then we're going to have the real talking points at the end. So we'll start at the beginning of the game. It was a really, really tight, edgy game. It was tactical. You could tell these teams are well used to each other. Like they've, this is the fourth time that they've played each other this year in league and championship. And the first twelve minutes were really, really cagey. There was Kieran Downey. Um, Kicked a free, Mulroy responded. Down he kicked another one to give them a 2-1 lead in 15 minutes. And it was frantic and it was edgy. And it was really the two sides were feeling each other out. Uh, then Brian McQuillan kicked a wonderful point, long-range point in 16 minutes. The first score from playing the game. And the jocks were edging themselves into the game. You thought, oh, they're actually going well here. And then um, Conor Whelan gave them the lead. Uh, great work from from uh, Callow elusiveness to go slip by a few lads. Um, then Wheelo adds the finishing touch. Wheelo kicks another one after a big turnover, and um, so that puts them four two ahead. Column Judge uh, nudges over a free. That's the third free. They didn't score from playing the last score of the half. Then JP scores which what I think was his first touch. And um, Callow again involved. Finds Mulroy, Mulroy gives it to, to Campbell, Campbell finds Rooney. And then, goal chance, Craig Lynch makes a brilliant save on substitute Robert Carr. The ball goes to the other end and Paul Barrow gets the goal. And it just injected belief and confidence into the jocks. You think this is their day, 28 minute. Barrow having a great game, he follows his man up the field. Follows his marker, uh, Kieran Downey, who's kind of dragged out the field, he started inside. 
goes up the field, follows him, gets his first shot smothered, blocked down, comes back to him and he makes no mistake with left foot finish. Then Mulroy ends the half to make the one six to three points ahead. The Blues will kick seven wides, not going for them at all. It's all going the Jocks way. You think it's the Jocks day. The second half, the Blues really needed that respite. They got in, sorted their team out. Made a few changes, pushed Robert Carr into the corner, brought Kieran down, yeah, pushed Colm Judge a little bit more forward, put Broad on Hume again to play in the wing, and it just settled him down to a bit more structure, and Robert Carr gets to open the fight from play. Wheelow gets a free. Then Kieran down is really getting into the game. He kicks a wonderful point on the run after not, not so great in the first half. Samuel Wright keeps nudging and kick, keeps the scoreboard ticking over for for the for the Martins with a free. Downey responds with a free, and then a big moment in the game. We'll get to it in a second. Black card, fifteen minutes to go. Um, from uh, Craig Lynch comes out of the field, f- gives a blind hand pass, pulls the marker down, but Judge scores that free to leave only four in it. Samuel Roy again. Do you think you're okay? Um. He gets that free to push them back in the lead. Clutterbuck does very well, gets fouled for it. But that disruption that um, Lynch has going off means there's a little bit of panic now setting in within the the Martins play. And Kieran Brannigan really drove into the game with Andy McDonald. Downey notches another free. Brannigan gets one from play, having missed one just before that. Then Nally gets the goal on the back of a drive and drive and run down the centre of the field from Conor Brannigan that levels the game but Samuel Wright still nudges them in front 110 to 1-9 and I think that was in the 60th minute then Downey levels 110 apiece with a free then Brannigan wins the ball Beryl, Beryl has it and Brannigan pickpockets him just just gets the ball doesn't think on the uh, right hand side off his left foot just takes a shot Without thinking, just automatic. Maybe if he thought about it, he wouldn't have done it. Gets the ball, pops it out, kicks it over the bar. They hung on one eleven to one ten. I was in the sixty third minute, and then the final whistle blows, and lo and behold, the New Ten Blues are allowed senior champions, champions for the twenty second time in their history, back to back, the first time since two thousand two thousand one. An epic game. Very enthralling, really dramatic end. It's like one of those good thrillers where you're like left looking at your person you're watching the beside in disbelief. Did that just happen? Or what happened? What just happened? But um, Conor Brannigan, hero of Vieira, and here he is, quickly followed by New Temple Blues selector Donald Nugent. Conor Brannigan, you're going to kick in the winning point. How does that feel? Um, some feeling. Just to get the win, but to do it two in a row, just to get the winning point. It's just that, that bit extra special, but just delighted we got the win. It doesn't matter who kicked it, as long as we come out here and win us today. It looked gone. Yeah, it was a tough battle, but we knew it to win. Um, in the second half, we had a bit of win, so just tried to keep our composure. Work hard and just try and keep the scoreboard ticking over. We left it late, but... Half time came at the right time, please. Yeah, I think so. They were kind of on top. I think we were lucky to get in a half time. Only five or six, six points down, I think it was. Um, and we just knew it was just in touch and distance there. We came out and just kept kicking the scores. We knew we can pull it back. We have the players. Um, the lads are very fit in the team, so we come strong towards the end, you know. So 
walked out that way today first. You obviously kicked a fine point, but before you kicked your first point, you kicked one wide. Was it yeah. good straight away that you got an opportunity to put that out of your head? That's it, yeah. It's not nice when you kick one wide, you know, but you just have to put them things behind you, you know. An opportunity presents itself again. Just step forward and hit it, so... Yeah. That's what happened, yeah. Did the experience come in? You knew that Jackson, the first final, they were just doing, they were, they had one hand on the trophy. Did you just know he's just have to keep knuckling down, come the last 10 minutes to get over the line? Yeah, maybe um, experience played a, played a bit of a, um, a part. Um, we've lads there, even the minor lads, you know, they're used to winning championships. I've been in plenty of championship finals there myself, so it was obviously um, for them lads coming in, you know, Nave Martin, it's the first one, so nerves and stuff, it's going to play a, a bit of a part, but... You just try, have to play as if it's any other game, you know. That's what we've been doing all year, just one game at a time, and this is just another game. It looked as if it was going against you, so with 15 minutes to go, what, what could have been going through your head? Uh, well, you try and keep the negatives out, you know. You just try and keep walking hard, and that's what we're doing. Just keep walking hard and take our scores. I wasn't trying to think about 10, 15 minutes left, six points down. Just keep playing the game, and hopefully it um, turn off to our favour in the end, it did so. Yeah, have you ever played in a game as dramatic as that? <laughs> no, not as dramatic, dramatic as that, no. Um, I came off the bench, I think it was 2012 or 2013. And, um, it was a close game under that there. That was, I've never been a one as dramatic as that now. Career but, highlight? Um, maybe, yeah, the two in a row. Me, for, I, I really enjoyed my fourth championship, you know, but to do two in a row, um, to do the double to win the league and the championship, you know, with these lads, these lads are, are like brothers, you know, we work hard together and it's just a great feeling, you know. Every one of the lads put, put, put it in there today and, the subs we have coming off the bench are probably starting any other county team so we have a great squad there and it just shows the work we have to do to get on the pitch because you have lads knocking at the door like the likes of you McGinn and Rob Carr and these boys sitting on the bench you know they could just come in and take my place like that so it's great to have that Leinster now Leinster now yeah so hopefully um, hopefully we, we'll enjoy tonight anyway before we go thinking about that we'll, we'll just we'll take this win in and then get back down would you have taken a draw um, well I suppose 15 minutes down look yeah you would but um, it's just great to get the win you know but obviously a draw 15 minutes before the whistle went or a couple of points down you'd obviously take it yeah it was in your head anyway you were going for the win going for the kill. yeah yeah definitely definitely always yeah. Colin thanks very Cheers, much thanks congratulations very much. Cheers. Newtown Blues well, loud winning selector Oh, what a, what a, what do you think some, of that? Some comeback in the end, like, just shows why the Blues are, where they are, like, we probably robbed it, probably robbed Chess, probably robbed it in the end, but uh, we just never give up ad- attitude, and uh, just, I'm just delighted over the moon that we, we, we got it again. Did you feel it was gone yourself? We just didn't seem to, we, we didn't think we were going to get one or two calls, and we just felt maybe on the day it was, I know, like, People probably think that uh, Monster Boys they wouldn't be grudging a winner, but we just we take every championship as we can get, and uh, oh, we're just delighted, delighted like, to have like it again. The first half you could see you didn't start well, you couldn't get going, your matchups weren't there, it just wasn't happening for you. We just seemed to be dead. I don't know, we, the lads just it just it wasn't happening for them, but, but just proves in the end that uh, the, the game's not over till the, the final whistle goes and the Blues keep going till the end. That's that's why we, that's why we are winners and. Brilliant. At half time, you would have gotten out of jail. You would have been happy with the draw. Well, the, three minutes into the, like when he went um, extra time there, he says three minutes and we, and we had a point or a point down. He says the draw match probably a fair result on the day, but another minute went and we got a point and that's the rest is history. But you got in at half time. You restructured the team. That that helped settle us down. It, it did and it, it did in a way. We we put brought a Yuyan and he said he saw. 
give us a bit more going forward, kind of. But, but uh, just one of them days. I don't know. It was, it was, it was sort of a dead, dead, dead game. It wasn't kind of flowing football, which we thought it was going to be between ourselves and the Martins. Uh, they had our matchups done as well, kind of. But uh, as I said, we're delighted to be able to win us yeah, again. Connor Barnigan, special mention. Oh, Connor, Connor, he's, he just walks to the end. Connor, he's up and down the field the whole time all year. Kind of, he's one of our stars. I mean, the Robert Carr come on, scored a few lovely points. No, um, loads of contributions there. You'll, you'll enjoy it tonight. Oh, exactly. You know? a, few a few points. Just settled in ours now. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers again. Thanks very Thanks. much. No Thanks. Problem. Great reaction there from the two boys. Conor Brannigan talking about the bench and how hard they have to work to get on the game. Don losing gives a great insight that they, they just were dead. They didn't have it feel it in the legs. It was just a flat day for them. But they both re-emphasised that they never give up and that they kept going and they got there. And they kind of did. They did kind of take it that they kind of stole it. I suppose this is the Brannigan stole the Joe podcast and. It's it's hard not to fear for the jocks. It really, really is. They were so, so close in the first ever final. They did nearly absolutely everything right. They were composed. They got the matchups right. They took their scores. They they kept the scoreboard ticking over. Their substitutions worked. They kept the vo- the ball very well. Just it ju- it was just so close. And sometimes when you're defending a lead for so long. And you try to stay stay ahead and try to just get over the line and does you you want they had one hand in the trophy. They really and truly had one hand in the trophy and it just slipped away from them at the very last gaff. They took the right off it for a second and no better team than the blues to punish you and show no emotion and take you out. I think I said it to Conor Branning and just went for the kill. And they did, and that's what happened. So, so let's talk about <coughs> let's talk about the matchups. They went, they went really well for the Martins. A lot of people were saying, "Where would Owen Callan play? Who would he pick up? Would he play in the fourth? Would he play centre half?" He played centre half, and he played he played really well. He was composed, and he gave them an outlet getting out the field. And he he started there, and the Blues put um, Connor Moore on him. Connor Moore does that job sometimes. He'd pick up a. He'll pick up a, a defender that the Blues see as a threat and Connor goes with him everywhere. And it it didn't work. It actually played into the it played into the blues hand into the jock's hands. Not that Connor didn't play play the role effectively, it's just that everything seemed to be going again the Mar- blues at the time, so they took they took him off, they ended up taking off Connor more. And it ended up. It ended, I suppose it did end up uh, paying off, but it was it, the way that worked out was it meant <coughs> Conor Moore was ta- was taken out. Kieran Downey played in alongside Ross Nally, and that didn't work for for either of them. Conor Moore's a really good file for Ross Nally. They have a great relationship from under twenty one the whole way up, and Kieran Downey like. I know he's 13 on his back and he probably has that all year but he's a half forward he's an out and out half forward um, and he's coming on to the ball receiving the ball in those tight areas it didn't suit him Paul Barrell played very well on him inside he got a couple of frees in the first half but from play he couldn't get on the ball Ross Nanny was the same he couldn't get his hands on the ball he, he had a uh, spectacular effort and it just went wide but there really there was, there was an upset of balance there 
And then on top of that, to add to the Blues' woe in the first half, Andy McDonnell. <coughs> where was Andy going to play? Was he going to play in the middle of the field? Was he going to go in the 40? Was he going to play in the corner and come out? He ended up playing on the wing. And it really played into the Martin's hands because first of all he had John Clutterbuck marking him, which is probably the most ideal marker for the for the jocks. He put Andy on the back foot, Andy had to chase him going up the field. And then he switched over to Tom Sullivan. Tom Sullivan didn't put Andy as much on the back foot, but he was able to go with him. But putting Andy out in the wing for the blues, it meant it was taking Andy out of the game. They were nearly overcomplicating the whole thing. And Come the second half, a really like the Blues really needed the half time. Six points, six points down. They com- they went in <coughs> and completely restructured their forward line. The, Robert Carr came off with Conor Moore and he picked up um, Callow. wasn't really working before half time, so they ended up putting Robert Carr in the corner, more familiar there out in the wing. Brought Kieran Downey onto the wing. That worked a treat the second half. His first point from play was just really good. Give him a load of confidence on the run. Beautiful point. He missed one free, but he kicked a couple of frees after that. But he wouldn't have done that if he was still playing inside. He'd need to be involved in the action. Less time to think out the field. Um, Hugh McGinn comes on, a big sub. Big sub to bring on, loads of experience. He comes on as well on the wing and they push Andy in the 40. So straight away they're playing with more or less six up front, pushing up um, and there's more structure to their play. Ross Nally went out into the corners and out and out corner forward. That helped him play. It made him maybe think more about where he was playing in his position. And the Blues just had more options up there. But then again... Uh, they weren't afraid to take off lads like Kevin Carr gets taken off Johnny Connolly gets taken off Colm Judge even gets taken off you know so it just shows the depth they have in there but it just shows that they're willing to put these lads on as well and put them into the fray because really and truly they had, they had to throw everything at it they had to try everything and those matchups were really playing to the Martins hands they were, they were they were they were really they were, they were driving up the field. They were getting the turnovers. They were Connor Healy was putting in a great shift. He was getting back. He was winning possession. Stephen Campbell was busy. It just had ever and even they brought on a JP and he kicks with a, kicks a point as he does with his first touch, and he gives him that composure. Connor Whelan gives him a couple of gets two points of play in the middle of that um, period for them. The Martins pushed them two ahead. I like they're, they're flying it. The Blues have kicked seven wides in the first half alone. Sam Mulroy's having probably his best game of the, of the run, which they needed to. And then uh, Paul Barrow comes up the field. Sometimes you're, I, I asked, um, I think it was uh, Liam Shadlin last Monday night, who or James Fagan actually it was, who would be the unsung hero? And it looked like Paul Barrow's going to be that hero. He, he buried a goal. Comes up the field after Martin Kieran Denny and corner back. Just shows he was playing. He's more used to playing corner back than Kieran Denny is playing in the corner. He comes up the field, follows the play, gets on the end of a gets on the end of the, the move, and scores a goal. Mulroy knocks a free over, and you think, oh my god, one six to three points. They're in dreamland, but they did everything right for their first final. Everything was going great. They were composed. Mick Fanny was having a tremendous game in the full, covering in front of the full back line. Hitting everything that moved and just coming out with the ball. They had to sacrifice Posey McDonough. He was, <coughs> I think he was designated to mark Connor Moore. 
more ends up Mark and Callow, so it kind of made Posy a little bit redundant. So they kind of had to take it, they took him off and brought on JP, and I kind of made a bit of a shift around the field. Um, and that maybe down the stretch might have made them suffer a little bit. They had to bring Connor Healy back in there to get out the field, but Healy was still excellent in the second half. But yeah, I suppose there you have it. Like that's really t- uh, the piece on the matchups that they all went well for the Jocks. They all were going well, and then the next big talking point. Talking point, I suppose, number two, and it was really, really big turning point in the game. With 15 minutes left to play, Craig Lynch comes out with the ball. He has played outfield. He's well used to playing. He's actually quite good out the field as well. Just they were, they were winning one eight to six on the clock, and uh, just comes out the, just comes out the field and and thinks someone is isn't where he was where he wasn't. And he gives a blind hand pass and pulls him down. Black card. He probably didn't have to pull. I think it was Ross Nally. He probably didn't have to pull him down. But he did. In that kind of moment of panic. Pulled him down. And. Colin Judge nails the free. Which puts four in it as well. It was your double whammy. So you had to replace them. Replace an experienced goalkeeper Craig Lynch. With, with uh, young Darren Morgan. And that seemed to be going okay, but with 50 minutes remaining, the 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 score was one five to two points in the last 15 minutes of the game. The Blues just one five to two points. Like that just a six point swing in that moment, and the effect. Led, I'd say, the, I'd say it was the only thing the Jocks hadn't planned for, because they were so well prepared, they were so well drilled, they were so composed, really and truly. Like they were, they were, they were, they were, they played like experienced team. They played like a team that wasn't didn't look like it was their first final. They were, they took everything in their stride. They were playing really well. Even young Conor Morgan looked outstanding. Gave away a couple of early balls early on, but he got on with it and grew into the game. They all grew into the game. Brian McQuillan was keeping the ball. Um, like I said. Mick Fanning was the leader at the back. Tom Sullivan as well was driving up and giving wit. Conor Whelan was kicking points. Healy and Campbell were busy in wit. And Mulroy was playing his best game. But it was always going to come down to the final stretch. Like in a final like that. And holding a lead for so long. It was going away on them. But they were even still doing that. Whelan knocks, knocks over a free. Sam knocks over a free. And... They were just keeping the scoreboard ticking, which was your, which was you should be doing. They were soaking up the pressure really, really well and countering like they did to most teams, like they did to the Pats in the semi final. They made they made Column Judge redundant in the sweeper position. They didn't kick the ball away. They didn't force it away. They kept it really well. Even the the forced uh, Cormac Reynolds off, and uh, it was just it was just it was like two really high quality teams going at it. And the level of tacticalness now in both teams was was exemplary, really. But that level of disruption Craig Lynch causes when he goes off, it just added a sense of panic. Morgan as well. Um, just before Nally did get his goal, there was a there was a really harem scare moment when uh, Morgan comes out the field, loses possession, and Ross Nally snatches at it on the ground on his left foot and drags wide. 
but that sense of panic was there. He wasn't getting the length. Well, not a lot of keepers indicating get the length. Um, Craig Lynch can his kick out. Just meant they had to work that little bit harder to get out. The Blues were pushing them up the field, but they still had to do it. Like it's easy saying it, but to actually compose yourself and grind it out and reel a team in and get the not only reel them in and level, but to get the winner, which it just shows uh, how, how, maybe how good this Blues team is. You know, the uh, Brannigan pickpockets barrel, pops out to him and he fires it over on his left foot. Like, he, you couldn't believe he took the shot when he when he did it. Uh, everyone was in disbelief. Um, but that's what he came down to. He came down to the home stretch. That, that pressure was always going to be there. Very hard to hold on to a lead, I suppose. Uh, it was the only thing they, they didn't account for, say, a black card in that moment. And trying to get the ball out and the Blues just seized on it. Like it came on down, he nailed his freeze really, and Ross Nally, like he was there, he, he was per, on the periphery of the game. Didn't get going in the first half at all. Kicked wide, I say he kicked three out or seven first half wides, but still comes up good with the goal, you know. And the, like it's very hard not to feel for the jocks. It really and truly is. They uh, they would have been they would have been worthy champions. And even a draw would have been like everyone would have been happy with a draw. I think everyone that was there would have been like grand. Yeah, it's actually great that we get a replay, that we get to see these two teams go at it again. But it wasn't to be. The Blues went on and won the game, and we'll talk about the resilience next. Blues resilience. Uh, you could hear Conor Barnigan how, how much it meant and how actually it was on their mind that winning back to back and doing that as an achievement was on their minds. It was it was obviously something they were conscious of and something they really wanted to do. And you kind of forget about that from, from when you're looking at it on the outside because you're just looking at the game as as a game without a one-off final without thinking of the. Um, Precautions or like repercussions of what it has on a fella's career and a lot of players' career. Like a lot of their, a lot of those players now have four Joe Award medals, like say, John Camold, Column Judge, Comer, maybe Comer Reynolds is three. But and then the back to back is such a big thing in history because they haven't done it since 2000, 2001, and now they're going to have to compare themselves with that team. And who is better? There's probably more in this team. That team was probably just finishing up, and I know they won one in 2005, but the majority of that, or 2008, the majority of that team had finished up. And you kind of, you kind of look at this team, and you think, like, you actually look at the two teams, and you think these two are really going to go at it now for the next decade. They really are, you know, and they they kind of look like bow head and shoulders ahead of the rest, maybe. Dreadnoughts might have something to say about that, but these two teams, it's going to be a serious, like, like it's going to be a serious next few years in the in the lead championship with these two, because you've already, it's already like, it's like Khabib and McGregor. Yeah, everyone wants to see the rematch now after the fallout, with after this loss, everyone wants to see another Jocks uh, Martin's final. Everyone wants to see them play each other again and see how they get on, because both teams will have learned so much, and both teams are very young. And it'll have come on an awful lot from it as well. 
And speaking of the youth, you, you look at the resilience they showed the Blues. Like they, they, they weren't playing well. They were leggy. They were flat. They couldn't get into it. This is the fourth time they had to beat the the Jocks this year. They were they were struggling in all areas of the field. You look, like you look at a lot of the you look through the whole team, and you can. It's very hard to pick out who played really well. Bar Connor Brannigan for a long duration of the game. They had to throw a load of subs into the game. Hugh McGinn, Ian Connor, Alan Connor, brothers, Jamie Kelly, Robert Carr, even Robert Carr comes on, kicks two wides, gets smothered in a goalie, and you think, oh no, he's not getting the impact that he usually does. Then he comes up, trumps and kicks a point. Brannigan was quiet in the first half, but still effective, but kicks two big points in the in the second half, having missed one just before he scores his first. Colm Judge misses a free, still nails his free. The only kick three, the only didn't didn't score from play until the thirty first minute. Drew Robert Carr. Kieran Downey's not playing well, but he still comes back. Andy McDonald, like if if you're going to beat the Blues, you keep Andy McDonald quiet. We spoke about that on Monday night. Um, he was, he wasn't is usually drive himself, but then in the second half he really grabbed the game with a scruff of the neck, along with Brannigan. He just ran at the heart of the jocks' defence over and over. And many times did he get fouled and brought down. And he was raging with Wiggy Conlon, the referee. He was like, come on. Every time I'm every time I'm going, I'm getting pulled to ground. And in fairness, Wiggy was quite good as a referee. as his first, first senior finally. He, he, he handled it quite well. But they kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Just when you thought the draw was... A good game, a, a good result for all. With Downey nailing the free, Brannigan comes up trumps, and just a nice Nave Martin in the in the heart really. So it just shows the resilience to have. There's loads there. The probably the pressure's off them now when they go into a, a Leinster campaign. Um. So it's it, like it, it's it's really one for the for the record books. It's a really good final in terms of drama. And high quality play, I thought it was I thought it was fantastic personally. Uh, compared to probably last year, I know the uh, the year before that, the Mahoney's a great drama again. The uh, again the Marys with Crawley's last minute finish, but the quality lacked somewhat in that game. There's 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 high. This was a high highly um, highly contested game. Really tactical, but they're both broad, like very, very defensive. A lot of people saying, "Oh, good open game, two good footballing teams." Both teams got men behind the ball when they needed to. The Blues probably won because they got men behind the ball. Uh, but if you had have said to me that Kevin Carr and Johnny Connolly gets taken off, and they still and and Cormac Reynolds, the whole half back line really, because Cormac Reynolds played centre half, and the whole half back line got taken off. It just shows how how well Campbell, Healy. And uh, Brian McQuillan were playing, but that that just shows the the, the tactician that uh, Smiley Phillips is. He uh, wasn't afraid to whip the whole half back line off and a sweeper, and still get the result. And that's what got them over the line. So congratulations to the Newtown Blues on winning the Loud Senior Champions, being Loud Senior Champions. Also a shout out to RD St Marys. It was a, actually a really terrific final as well. They won 117 to 12 points over the Mockers Brides combination. But it was a re, it was a, it was there was a bit of, there was a shock on the cards. The the Marys were overwhelming favourites, and you thought uh, 
it'll just be it'll just be a, a cakewalk. But it wasn't the the Moctis Bride's combination went seven one up. Kieran McMahon's a really good footballer, kicked really good freeze. He came on in the intermediate final. Jonathan Cummins goes off star forward for the Marys just before half time. With upsteps, Luke's Mattis gets about eight points in the second half. Um, so well done to the Marys. Well done to New Ten Blues. Thanks very much for listening to the Brannigan Stole the Joe podcast, your uh, loud senior roundup, senior final and minor final roundup podcast. Really enjoyed doing it, really enjoyed the day. I'm exhausted after it. Um, God only knows how the jocks are feeling. But in commiserations to them, they'll definitely be back. I think it's safe to say that they'll be going, they're going to be around for a long, long time. Um, Subscribe on iTunes, we are allowed. Um, we are allowed on SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter. Keep the follows going, and uh, we could have something else lined up in the next few weeks. Um, thanks very much for listening and tuning in. Until next time, goodbye.